I don't even try to kick mine out of anywhere. So yeah, no, I mean, one of them just ran back in. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it is what it is. The meows yeah. are a feature, not a bug. <laughs> Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Los Angeles Kings. We are joined by Sarah Avampato from Jewels from the Crown. Did I say your name properly? You did, A+. Plus. Fucking crushed it. It's not even hard, <laughs> but sometimes I worry. There's a lot of letters and a lot of weird letters. <laughs> As it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, did I say it properly? <laughs> we did. Anyway, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm I'm excited to see what chaos uh, these two teams wreak uh, coming up in this game. <laughs> well, chaos is one way to put it, but um, <laughs> since... I failed to execute this podcast the first time these two teams played each other. Um, why don't you tell us uh, what, if anything, interesting happened in the offseason for the Kings? What's new for them this year? Well, so the biggest thing was the Kings going out and swinging for the fences to bring the wrong sport into this uh, conversation by uh, acquiring Pierre-Luc Dubois from uh, Winnipeg. Yes. and. It was a big, a big get for them. They had to trade a lot of pieces uh, to get him. So far, the return has been, it's fine. I'm not going to complain about it. Um, he has eight points through 13 games. Uh, but I think more importantly, he kind of solidifies that the center position um, for the Kings for basically the rest of forever. Uh, so that was really their biggest offseason move. Uh, they also sent a few folks your way. Uh, including Cal Peterson and uh, Sean Walker. Both are now uh, in the Flyers family. Uh, but really Dubois was the biggest the biggest move they made in the offseason. And they just kind of, you know, sat around and watched everyone else do dumb stuff. Man, poor Cal Peterson. He is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not good. It's rough. I'm sure he's trying really hard. <laughs> Sean Walker, though, has kind of been a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I I liked him a lot. Um, I I basically every Kings jersey I own is obsolete at this point because the player isn't on the team anymore. Uh -huh. um, and I, I had a Sean Walker jersey from a couple years ago. They did uh, when they did uh, the Pride jerseys, and I won his in the in an auction. And I was like, oh, I like him well enough. Like, cool. Um, yeah, he he's fine for what he is. Like, he's not going to be your number one defenseman, but like. He gets the job done. Seems like a nice guy. I think he has a nice dog, um, which is really important. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, obviously, those are the most important things yeah. with regard to any hockey player. <laughs> although sometimes, although I was just going to say sometimes that's not true because Ivan Provorov has a cute dog, but also I feel like that dog <laughs> might be an asshole because it's on Instagram all the time. That that feels that feels true. I, yeah. can, I can I can work with that. Yeah, I, I talked myself right out of Ivan Provorov having a nice dog. So <laughs> that dog's uh, a jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the Kings, thirteen games in, are third in the Pacific, eight, two, and three for nineteen points. Um, how have things been going so far? Is this kind of the start that you expected them to have this season? Yeah, it is. And I, I feel like the first couple games were a little rough, but also, I mean, when you start your season against uh, their first two games were against Colorado and Carolina. And I'm like, well, when you started out that way, he's right into it. <laughs> right. So like, it wasn't great. But you know, they've, they've been doing really well on the road. Um, I think they're actually one, two, three, four, they're actually undefeated on the road, which is a little crazy. Uh, so I, I think they're doing maybe a little better. 
than I had thought. I was a little concerned going into this season because they made this big move for Pierre-Luc Dubois, but like, did they really fix some of their other problems? Not really. (laughs) Um, And so I was a little concerned as to how things like goaltending were going to work, but so far Mm -hmm. so good. Uh, It's, this is right about where I sort of hoped that they would be. Um, It would take a lot for them to be like top in the Pacific division. Um, I think Vegas would have to stop existing or something (laughs) for that. So like pleasantly surprised, but also like not surprised, I guess. So outside of the goaltending, what were some other issues with the Kings heading into the season that you wanted to see addressed? So I I think the defense is always, you know, it's always going to be kind of a concern until they really, you know, there is no next Drew Doughty yet. Um, And, you know, love him or I hate him. He is the number one defenseman for the team and he's getting up there in age and they are still kind of waiting uh, for the next guy to step up. Um, They brought in some other sort of random pieces on defense. And, you know, I was like, Andreas England is not going to like change the world here. Like he, he's a tweener guy at best, you know, so they didn't really make a lot of, big moves um it's largely running it back with the same crew that struggled mm-hmm. at times last year but um you know they're now going to get a full year of um Vlad Gavrikov who they got from Phil for not Philadelphia from Columbus um and Jordan Spence who's one of their like younger kind of top prospects on defense has been basically a regular since the first game of the season uh, which is good. He should be in the lineup. But I, I was just kind of like, we have young players. We should be working them in, but we're not. Why aren't we? <laughs> um, but but so far, it, it's been more of a pleasant surprise that it hasn't been quite as much of a hot mess that I thought it was going to be. So you mentioned Drew Doughty. Um, he's obviously one of the top guys on the team. Anze Kopitar, obviously mm-hmm. another one who is still second on the team, yeah. points, which is pretty impressive because he is also getting up there. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a team that's like kind of rebuilding on the fly or are they doing a Penguins where they're just going to wait until the good players retire and then figure it out from there? Yes. I think it's, it's been more of the rebuild on the fly kind of thing mm-hmm. because at this point, you know, Kopitar and Dowdy are really the only ones left from that cup team. I say teams uh, with an asterisk because they did just bring back Trevor Lewis for fun. I think Um, (laughs) he knows what his role is and his role is to be a fourth liner and like sit out when he needs to. And that's fine. But you know, the rest of those guys who powered those two cup teams are gone. And so it has been a little bit more of a slow rebuild on the fly kind of thing. It's what made guys like Sean Walker a little more expendable in some ways of, you know, he was great on a team that was rebuilding and wasn't quite ready to compete, but, you know, is sort of a necessary casualty when you're kind of ready to take that next step forward. So there were some darker years in the past handful of years where you're looking at guys like, wow, you sure aren't an NHL player, but you sure did play 80 games this year <laughs> because they just needed warm bodies. And you know now now we're seeing moves like Dubois this past, this offseason, Kevin Fiala the other offseason, um, Victor Arvidsson a couple seasons before of being like, all right, we, we can make bigger moves. Uh, we can start bringing up some of these prospects like Quentin Byfield and letting him just sort of grow into his role. Um 
So it's really probably more towards like the tail end of that on the fly rebuild. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I think they're still going to be tinkering until they figure out how to, (laughs) how to get out of the first round of the playoffs at least. Okay. So you mentioned the cup teams. This question is completely off topic and probably interesting to no one other than me. Um, (laughs) But today on a a Flyers podcast, uh, we were talking about, uh, they just announced that Mike Richards is going to be coming yes. back to play in an alumni game. Yes. And we were, I mentioned that like Mike, I would imagine that Mike Richards thinks of himself as a Los Angeles King mm-hmm. and not as a flyer, just because like, if you win cups someplace, right. like, I'm assuming in your mind, like that's the team that you like identify your career with. If you like ask a random Kings fan, would they say that like, yeah, Mike Richards is a king for sure? I think they would. And I think Mike Richards' response to that is Dean Lombardi screwed me. Yeah, fuck Dean Lombardi so hard. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I think like he is still very loved by Kings fans. Um I and I, I think he he understands that. Like I've certainly seen enough from him on like social media that like I like I don't think he hates like the fan base. I do think that there is probably going to forever be some bad blood with the franchise organization. Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily the guys, but like fans love him still. Um and I I think if you ask most Kings fans, they're going to agree that he got boned by a team that was looking yeah. to find an easy way to get rid of him. And Dean Lombardi was like, haha, my moment has come. That makes me very happy because I fucking love Mike Richards. So it listen, warms listen, my when heart. They, when they announced, when I saw that announcement about him coming back for the this alumni game, I legit went online to see, can I fly out to Philadelphia for this? So <laughs> the answer is maybe. So cool. you never know. I, I do go. own a Mike Richards Flyers jersey. So. <laughs> so do I. I might see you at the game. We can be twinsies yeah, right. in our flyers <laughs> crossover crossover material <laughs> <laughs> okay back to uh the actual yes subject yes um <laughs> what's been the strongest part of the king's game so far this season i think the thing that i have noticed most is that for the first time in years they are consistently playing all four lines um, we're not seeing the like, oh, the fourth line got six minutes tonight. Uh, it, it seems like Todd McClellan finally trusts his entire forward lineup to go out and play. And he's not doing the like tinkering of today you're on the first line, tomorrow you're on the third line um, that I think has kind of frustrated younger players. Um, I think Quentin Byfield's a really good example of right now he has 12 points in 13 games which is fantastic for him um he we haven't seen that kind of production from him yet and i think that a big reason is because they put him on the top line with Anja kopitar and adrian kempe and they've left him there Mm. they haven't like tried to move him around they haven't tried to like be like oh maybe you should go play on the fourth line today like that's his spot he earned it he's doing a great job um and i think every every line has its role and I don't watch games being like, oh, no, here comes the fourth line. <laughs> um, you know, we're seeing players actually get opportunities. And I think that any anyone who has watched any amount of Stanley Cup playoffs in the past knows that yeah. you need to have four lines you can trust to go anywhere. Absolutely. And 
for the first time, I'm actually kind of seeing that play out uh, on this team, which is very fun. So you mentioned that the defense was your biggest worry heading into the season. Has that been the weakest part of the Kings game or is something else deficient? You know, I wouldn't say it's the weakest part. I, I, I think that, you know, overall they've been doing fairly well and like the games that they're losing, um, you know, they're not losing by ridiculous amounts like they've had like three overtime or shootout losses um the other games that they've lost have been close um i I think that yeah sure there's going to be some growing pains but they seem to have figured out a role for each guy on the defense and even like you know andreas england who his whole career has been kind of a tweener guy between ahl and nhl and i was like why are you here <laughs> like what what are you doing like but he has they they have found a role for him that is like a little sheltered but still contributing and like it's fine so it's been it, I, i've been pleasantly surprised at how much i don't hate <laughs> what's happening on the blue line okay. uh and kind of waiting for the for the other shoe to drop but it's been it's been working. They have kind of sat players who aren't that great and yeah. haven't been like precious about it. You know, sometimes you're like, yeah. oh, but this guy's played, so he has to keep playing. Like, no, actually, he doesn't. <laughs> what a wild concept, right? Crazy. Yeah. Um, how are the special teams looking? Um, you know, I, I don't hate it. Uh, I think you can always want to see more from them. You know, last year, the big problem was the penalty kill was just like the worst thing on earth. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's gotten a lot better. Um, I, I'm not like, I don't watch it and think like, ah, a disaster, yeah. <laughs> which I, I feel like probably says everything that like you need to know about it because it's like well I don't hate it I don't love it I'm not like ah this is the best <laughs> best right. penalty killer the best power play I've ever seen in my life but like it's been fine I don't <laughs> cannot relate fires <laughs> power play is abysmal so um don't worry too much take a it'll be fine yeah, it'll be fine that'll probably be actually um better for the kings to be shorthanded <laughs> that's how bad the power play is but oh no yeah it's not great um is there a player that's been in your eyes especially surprisingly good or, or maybe just like better than you expected this season that maybe we should keep an eye on I think I mentioned him before, but I really, well, I'll, I'll give you two. One is Quentin Byfield, who I think is kind of finally coming into his own as a player. Uh, he is someone who, since he was drafted, I have kind of urged fan Kings fans to like be patient with him. Like we knew drafting him that he wasn't NHL ready from day one. Like that, that that's fine. He's still, he's 21 years old. Like he's, he's still figuring out how all of his limbs work together because he's like six, six or something. Um, he's but large boy. <laughs> he's, he's a, I have seen him in person and he is a very large boy. So like, of course he's still like, ah, a little bit of a baby giraffe kind of thing going on. Um, but you know, we're finally getting the production from him that we had expected to see from him, you know, when he was drafted, we're finally starting to see the like creativity in his game, the playmaking ability. Uh, and I think that, you know, he, he's had such a good start to the season that it's going to give him the confidence to keep going. Uh, and, and so I, I'm, I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised just in that, um, 
it's something we've all been waiting for as Kings fans to see him take that next step. And it looks like he's finally there. Uh, the other one I'll give you is Trevor Moore, who, you know, is definitely like a role player kind of guy, like, but he had kind of a rough season last year. He had like just signed a big contract extension and everyone's like, Oh no, this is going to go poorly. Um, but he dealt with a lot of injuries last year, but this he's been scoring like clutch goals. He's been like, you know, that guy who comes up with a goal when you really need one. Uh, he's like fourth on the team in points, which is, you know, from a guy who's like a middle six guy you don't expect. Um, but he, he's kind of recaptured that, the game that earned him that contract extension in the first place of being like kind of pesty, a little bit of a like wrecking ball sort of guy. Um, and just a like very underrated player in terms of just how smart he is on the ice. So one last thing I want to ask you, um, as I was perusing the Kings site, just to kind of look and see what's going on there. Um, I noticed our old pal, Cam Talbot of yep. uh, the eight goalie season fame. Um, <laughs> has a 930 save percentage. Is he yeah. that good? Or is that just like, is the number like reflective of what he's doing? I'm afraid to like say anything for fear of jinxing it. Understandable. Because <laughs> I like, if like my biggest concern going into this season was goaltending because yeah. like you, you think that Cam Talbot, like no offense to Cam Talbot, but like, I didn't think that he was going to do this, but he has looked really good. Um, and, and I do think that, you know, some of it is owed to the defense, not being a hot mess in front of him. Um, my fear is that because they clearly don't trust Phoenix Copley anymore, mm -hmm. which is justified because he, he seems like a very nice man, but he has been a career AHLer for a reason. He had a great season last year, but like that was an anomaly, I think. Um, so it, it's really Cam Talbot's net. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm waiting for like him to slide back down into what I think we all expected him to be. But for now, <laughs> yeah, um, for now, it. it's it's <laughs> doing really good. And I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, if you had a told me a year ago that cam talbot was gonna have a 9 30 yeah yeah like ever yeah, right <laughs> in a single game <laughs> be impressive yeah but i mean you know good for him yeah you love to see it <laughs> okay last question as always uh shot in the dark prediction for the final score of this game hmm let's go with actually i want to look and see like how many goals philadelphia has been scoring in general lately so i don't well, well they scored one on the sharks so well that paints a picture yeah that you. that paints paints a little bit of a picture yeah yeah <laughs> did the sharks just pile everyone in front of their net and be like you shall not pass like <laughs> No, I don't. I don't. It wasn't good. Let's go four to two Kings final four score. Kings. Okay. I'm going to um, try to manifest. <laughs> All right. A turnaround. I'm going to say that the Flyers having been made into the embarrassment of the league for a couple of days until Edmonton took over <laughs> um, by losing to the Sharks. I'm going to say they come out with maybe a fire under their asses 
Okay. And they win two to one. I don't want to get too crazy. <laughs> I like it. A close game. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> Any outcome, it would not be surprising. But. <laughs> um, Sarah, why don't you tell the people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. It's W R I T E Said Sarah with an H. Uh, Jewels from the Crown is, of course, jewelsfromthecrown.com. Uh, also on Twitter at JFTC underscore Kings um, and hanging out over there, sort of, as we jumpstart <laughs> restarting a website and uh, covering this team. But mostly I just yell on Twitter about stuff. I mean, that's that's what we all do, I think. As long yeah. as we can, anyway, until it right. sinks into until, the sea. Yeah, implodes. Yeah. It's fine. Well, Sarah, thank you very much for doing this. Of I course. I hope that you enjoy the game. I hope that everyone listening enjoys the game. And I hope, uh, hope both teams have fun out there. Go exactly. Players.